0: Pittsburgh Pirates have not won a game since Jacob Stallings walked off the Miami Marlins on June 5th of the 12th inning. That was their last one. Maybe another one's on the horizon, but it looks kind of bleak at the moment. Good morning, and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. The Pirates, you know, <laughs> this isn't a good team at the moment. They're just not. Ten losses in a row. It's been a decade since the last time that Pirates team did <laughs> Pirates team did that. You have to go back to 1968 to find the last time they lost ten in a row, and the offense always scored four runs or less. And they're really, that's one of two main themes out of this losing streak. The first one is the offense not producing. And it's amazing how much this offense is reliant on Frazier, Hayes, Reynolds. Because Frazier didn't have a good series in Washington. And you know what? That's fine. He's hit the ball well so well the entire year, that you kind of get a mulligan every once in a while. It's not like he was egregious, but it it was just a bad series. Hayes, you can't say a bad series, but it, it wasn't his best. He definitely wasn't the same superhuman player we saw for, you know, throughout his career at this point, and I cannot even begin to express how okay that is. He wasn't going to hit 376 throughout his entire career. But even then, you know, not his best series. He got a hustle double on on Sunday, scored the only run of the game. Reynolds had a good series again. Had a good road trip in general. After that, though, the the drop-off is so, so, so steep, especially without Moran there to, you know, lengthen out the lineup a little bit. Jacob Stallings is, he's a good OBP catcher. I mean, we, we all know that Jacob Stallings, bit. he's there for his defense. What he provides on offense is just bonus. And you know what? He's actually provided some decent offense this year. But once you get to like Gregory Polanco, who batted cleanup on Wednesday? What, what else can we really do? to describe what's going on with the Pirates than saying, no, oh, Gregory Polanco batted cleanup. And the thing is, Gregory Polanco even, you know, kind of did what you're supposed to do as a cleanup hitter. Came up with a runner on second base, ripped a clean single, should have scored Reynolds, they ended up holding him once the throw ended up being 30 feet up the third baseline, and they realized how bad a mistake that was. Polanco should have had an RBI, he stole a base. It, it wasn't a good game, it was... But... The guy in the lineup with the best OPS after Fraser, Hayes, Reynolds was Ben Gamble at 654. Ben Gamble is only a Pittsburgh Pirate because he was designated for assignment about a month ago. A month and change ago. So, I don't know what what hope this offense has anymore. Phillip Evans is far less exciting as he once was. He's getting shifted more. And since, honestly, since coming back from the injury, he's not hitting the ball as hard as he was. Like, as as rough as he was, you know, those last couple weeks before he hit the injured list, he was still making good contact. Some of them just weren't falling in for hits. There were a couple foul balls that, you know, Jess were pulled foul, that could have been doubles, stuff like that. He he wasn't overmatched. We're kind of seeing that right now. We're kind of seeing Philip Evans getting overmatched and really looking like the quadruple-A utility player that he was throughout his career before he came to Pittsburgh. Polanco, I, I, I was flat-out asked in the live queues, <laughs> Like, what, what can he do? Is his career, you know, at a point that it can't be saved anymore? And, like, I, I put down what my first reaction was. It was like, I don't know. I don't know if there is, you know, a way to, to turn Gregory Polanco around anymore that hasn't already been tried or whatever. We saw him try to, you know, drag a bunt for a hit, but it ended up being him just squaring up a ball five feet in front of the plate for a pretty easy out. You like the effort, not the execution. Newman I I don't know what else to say there is what else there is to say about Kevin Newman anymore. It's amazing. Coming into the year is like, well, he, he shorts off he you can't really feel, but you know, he he'll make up for it with offense. And right now. I don't know where he stands on the replacement level line at the moment. He's kind of been fluctuating between like negative 0.2 and positive 0.2 for most of the year. You know, just straddling that line, you know, like replacement level grand scheme of things because of the defense just elevating his OPS. <laughs> but I don't know where he is with that. What what happens to this offense come July? or I guess I should say come August, whenever Adam Frazier is almost certainly not going to be leading off. What's going to happen if Kyle Moran is ever out for more than, you know, just a couple of days? It was a day-to-day thing. He pinch hit Wednesday. What's going to happen if, if, and, and this is the big one. This is one that we're going to see, you know, floated out there a couple times, but it, it, it almost certainly won't happen this year at least. You know, the Brian Reynolds trade that everyone likes to throw out there. You know, Brian Reynolds is an option out there. Not that, you know, the Pirates are shopping Brian Reynolds, but because Brian Reynolds is young, he is cheap, he has four years of control, and he's a damn good player. So whenever a team's like, man, we could really use a center fielder, we could we really use a Brian Reynolds on the team. The absolute king's ransom that it would take to acquire Brian Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's To put it as bluntly as possible, if the Pirates do trade Brian Reynolds during this trade deadline, something I am very much not expecting, but if they do trade Brian Reynolds during this trade deadline, the return is going to be so good that you're not going to care that they traded Brian Reynolds. It's, it's gonna be like one of those deals where like it would be an absolute king's ransom. It, like it, it puts Ty on it, it, it would literally have to be twice what they got for Ty on. So that that ain't happening because Reynolds, just to explain my logic, Reynolds has the two extra years of control compared to Ty on's two at the time of the deal. Not to mention, Realms is kind of on pace for a 6 something war season. And despite that, despite him hitting close to 300 like he always does and having the 500 something slugging percentage and you know on pace for 20 something homers, the offense just and, and having key and having key right around so he could drive him in all uh, now finally again the offense just is rudderless. It can't get out of first gear. It is not what <laughs> it's it, it just not doing anything in this league that everyone else is doing. There you have 12 fewer homers than the next closest team in home runs. And Yeah, that's the Rockies and that's Maybe even worse that the Rockies only have 12 more. But 47. The league average is 77. 30 home runs less. They're producing... They have 60% of what the rest of the league has. And that's kind of just a metaphor for everything going on with this offense right now. They have to deal with less. And whenever... The top of the lineup doesn't produce; they don't score. They haven't been shut out during this ten-game losing streak, but they haven't had a really good day. Milwaukee spotted them four runs early; they blew that. A couple good pitching performances. Oh yeah, I think I don't know if I ever brought up that second point. The second point is the the short pitching outings for starters. Chase Young being pulled after 71 pitches. JT Brubaker not being allowed to go into the sixth. That, that we, we found a groove. Or at least I think I found a groove. You know, talking about just the offense. <laughs> we don't have to get into the starting pitching anymore. I think just the mere mention of that, I don't know what else there is to say besides one of these days these guys are going to have to go six innings. You can't tell Chase, hey, you got out of the fourth. Now the the gas tank's empty. At some point it's gonna be like now go again in the fifth. You got the bottom of the order. Make a count. Ten in a row. Maybe things will change this weekend against Cleveland, because after that and after that off day Monday, they got twenty games in a row upcoming, and man, things could really snowball Arizona Diamondback style if they don't figure it out. Hey, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a bit. Welcome back to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm sure... You're tired of hearing about the baseballs. I'm sorry, there's going to be a little more coverage on the site. There's going to be a second podcast segment from me because I I feel like we have to talk about it as just cheating because that's what it's all going to come down to. I really try to think of another way to say it, but I feel like the best is just to go directly at this right now. Is this cheating? Kinda. Or I guess I should say it runs the gamut from, no, it's not cheating. It's genuine, you know, a genuine mistake. Like, I'm just going to list a scenario here where, you know, pitchers can't use sunscreen anymore. Okay, well, they have been using sunscreen all year. And they wear the same hat. Sometimes they don't wash them. Stuff gets over your hat. Stuff gets over your glove. And you could have that residue still hanging around. Now, that's a pretty Boy Scout lo- way of looking at it. But, but there are going to be some cases of that. There are going to be some cases of, you know, I, I really did use the sunscreen for a better grip. And sunscreen doesn't add that much spin. We're, we're talking... If we're, honestly, this is just a rule of thumb because everyone's going to be looking at spin rates and comparing them after Monday, you know, of what's what's changed. If a guy's spin is down like 20 RPMs, don't pay any mind to that. That is literally nothing. It's whenever the guy's spin is down 200 RPMs where it's like, okay, okay, something changed here. 150 RPM, something changed here. Maybe it's a new grip for some pitches, but four-seam fastball is going to be the real teller. Because the only way you can really add spin to a four-seam fastball is through velocity or through an outside substance. Now, rosin is an outside substance, and that's fine. It's, Major League Baseball is saying you can't mix it with, like, Spider-Tact or something like that anymore. And they're doing it mid-season. Which is dumb. It's dumb. Because, first of all, we, we've known this for a while. Reporting on sticky stuff really started to pick up around 2018-2019. This last year, with with Cole, with Verlander, with a lot of pitchers being named in in the lawsuit involving the the former Angels uh, visitor's clubhouse assistant, that definitely was brought to the forefront. This is something that easily, easily could have been handled last offseason or next offseason. But since batting averages are at 1968 year of the pitcher levels, Nah, we, 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 we gotta change a mid-season. Sorry. Sorry, we gotta create a little more offense in this league. Too many no-hitters. We can't have another year of the pitcher for some reason. What it really does also is it brings <laughs> it brings so much bad publicity to the sport. They could have done this this offseason, and nobody really would have paid much attention. This is the problem of doing in the midseason, is it's dominating all the news. And Manfred and Major League Baseball have stepped in it, and now, all of a sudden, we're going to be getting comparisons to steroids, like legitimate comparisons. I, I I don't like that. I mean, there are some pitchers that I, I do believe, not do believe, we, we will know. There are pitchers who who use spider tact or pine tar or something, and they doctored the baseball, and they did it solely for the purpose of getting extra movement. We're going to find out people use outside substances, and they used it for better grip. I think those are two very different intents, honestly. I mean, steroids, PEDs, those were pretty uniform of why why you did it. Very rarely did someone ever say like oh i didn't know i i knew what i was putting into my body it's always oh i didn't know i was putting that into my body or i i regret this mistake or whatever the only guy <clears throat> excuse me the only guy at least to my knowledge whenever it comes to steroid stuff who just owned it was nelson cruz who got caught up in biogenesis and then hit the, he was approached about it. he's like i lost a he, he got a bug in the offseason, he got a virus. He lost a lot of weight. He's like, if I didn't put that weight back on, I might have lost a job. So, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take the suspension. It won't happen again. And you know what? You know what? <laughs> it's a decade later, later. There hasn't been a single word from Nelson Cruz in that regard. He's he's fine. You know, it was, that that is the, I was using it for grip version of steroids. But, it's a different, it's a different animal. It's a different animal. I don't like, you know, comparing one to the other. What's better, what's worse. But it's going to happen. Because whenever you think cheating in baseball history, you got to think of the sign-stealing schedule, or sign-stealing right now, because, you know, that's the other thing Major League Baseball really stepped in after 2019. They didn't want to do it that time, at least. That was that was fires coming out and you know just spilling his guts and all this reporting coming on. Major League Baseball would have been fine with none of that really coming out. This is a Major League Baseball created problem. Like there wasn't going to be anything with the sticky stuff that was, you know, so unbelievably pressing that it had to be taken care of midseason. There wasn't anything that said that. You know, this was it. This is going to dominate the news cycle across baseball for a while. I mean, it's been kind of lingering, but now that we're in this last last call, everyone, before we get rid of the sticky stuff, and we're all going to be moderating, moderating spin rates and And how much a pitch moves, and it's going to just be ugly. This is going to be the ugliest chapter baseball has had in a while. This is going to be worse than the sign stealing. Because sign stealing, at least they were able to, you know, pawn it off. It it was the Astros and it was the Red Sox. To a lesser extent, the Red Sox, but you know, it was really just the Astros. And they didn't do it in 2020, even though there's kind of evidence at that points that they were doing it in 2019. Not 2020, 2019, my mistake. During their second pennant. Baseball created this problem, it made it worse. I think what Tyler Anderson said about how pitchers having to adjust because the league. Kept changing the baseball, made it more and more bouncy, and now you can't even count on you know just missing the barrel. You gotta miss the bat. The changes in the baseball, more than anything, has been the greatest accelerator for the three true outcomes. I know it'd been really spiking up before then, but compare twenty fourteen baseball to right now. Twenty fourteen baseball, where the Pirates were the best team, <laughs> or one of the best teams in the National League running with two-seam fastballs and sinkers and shifts. That's how much the game has evolved in just seven years. Maybe two-seamers will make a comeback, whatever, whenever the ball is finally truly de but I don't think Major League Baseball will ever let it happen. And it's all going to be about the integrity of the actual ball. And that's why we don't have is much integrity in the actual game. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Be named later. If you haven't already, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe. Get this entire feed of, feed of wonderful shows brought to you every single day. Check out Saturday. Jerry Pugger and I, we're going to have Young Bucks, our podcast about the Pirates prospects. Check those out. Thank you for listening. We'll talk again next week. Oh, yeah.